0: You are listening to the 515 podcast led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi, welcome to episode 49. This is the 515 podcast. I'm Jason Priestmar here with Reverend John Wayne McMahon. John, welcome back from your vacation stay, which is far yeah. too long. Yeah yeah it it, to me didn't feel like you're gone because you're you're here in my house every week I know yeah we didn't and I cite the church a lot yeah I was still at the church a little bit but I understand the value of not having to like do a sermon and
1: And it was paternity leave
0: so it wasn't like vacation that's fair like I told someone
1: I I'm about as tired as I was when I left (laughs) however that is not I'm not trying to complain I'm saying the getaway was to spend time with little man
0: and I was able to do that. That's so awesome. It was, it was good, yeah. Well, that's glad. I'm glad you were able to do that. Mm-hmm. And you had that that covenant group to uh, keep you honest. So and keep my you
1: wife is not going to love Uh-oh. the, I think the consequences are going to come from all the time I'm spending with Luke. <laughs> I've almost got him standing already. Uh-oh. People are probably laughing and shaking their heads right now, but I'm telling you, <laughs> if I hold his hands, he's, he's not four months old yet. Right. He will pull himself from a from a laying down position to a yeah. seated position, yeah. and then he will pull himself up to a standing position. Mm. He like he looks like a little children's doll that's yeah. now standing and moving. It's <laughs> kind of like creepy. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Pretty
0: soon he'll be like, No, I don't want mommy. I'm going to. Yeah. Where's daddy?
1: Yeah. Let's go play football, dad. Like at eight months. <laughs> yes. that's, what, that's what I'm going
0: for. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah, and reading the Bible and all that stuff. Of course. All the, yeah. All yeah, the we, we know that. We know that.
1: All right, so let's talk about what we're supposed to. <laughs> you
0: had, you you brought in another fine guest preacher yes. this week. Man, we got hooked up. We Daniel? were so blessed the last two weeks. I want to know, I'm like, do you got anybody else in your bullpen? Who else can? I,
1: you know, I don't know. I'm gonna just <laughs> going to pretend like I have all these connections okay. everywhere. Okay, okay. Um, okay and act like I didn't just use all my resources all your, yeah all at once <laughs> no we got really we were really fortunate Mike Wang two weeks ago from Chapelwood and then Daniel Lumpy who came to see us from College Station from Christ UMC College Station and it was just uh what a timely message that was for our community for sure, yeah yeah so I was in phone conversation with him a little bit uh leading up to that week and we were talking about messages and things that God was doing in his life and um, he was telling me about this this message that was coming together of being in the in-betweens mm-hmm. uh, living in this in-between and this this th- in life we can do this thing where we always look forward or we're reminiscing backwards mm-hmm. okay. but we don't really we're never content with what we're in right now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, so being in transitions and stuff, we're always if, if I can just get to this, or if I just go to college, or if I just get married, or if I just get this raise, or if we can just move to this house, or if we can just get the kids out of the house, or if we can just get uh, like I'm, he was he was using his brand new daughter, uh, mm-hmm. like I think she's six or seven months old, um, as kind of the foundation because you're like, well I can't wait till she's laughing or I, yeah. I can't wait. Say, I'm doing the same thing with Luke. I just joked in the beginning. I mean, can't wait till he's like walking and running <laughs> right. and all that stuff. stuff um but when we do that or or the other extreme is we look back oh those are the good old days Mm -hmm. like wasn't it good when the kids weren't talking back to us and stuff like that you know and so what we do is we actually rob ourselves of what God might be doing in the in-between in the present. And so he used that message, uh, which again is very appropriate for KUMC and all the transitions we're in. And we're looking for another senior pastor that's coming in, mm-hmm. or we've got flooded homes and we're thinking if we just get this done, if we can just get back in the house, you know, all that stuff. And and I get those milestones, that's, that's okay, uh, but what can we learn? What what can dot God do in the present and so uh, Daniel used David as um, as a way to look into this this predicament in our life uh, this natural tendency that we have and if you'll notice with David um, what Daniel pointed out was that in first Samuel 16 we see a 14 or 15 year old David who um, is out feeding the sheep and Samuel comes by looking for basically The next king, like God, sends Samuel to this household of Jesse, and um, David is the the smallest, most unassuming, um, unqualified of all of the boys of Jesse, and God like calls David out of. All of the older, more qualified yeah. brothers, and 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 Samuel in that moment anoints David, basically promising for him to be king. Mm-hmm. And um, that anointing happens very early at fourteen or fifteen. So God's God's hand is on David. However, it is not until about twenty, maybe twenty years later, and twenty chapters later, <laughs> into Second Samuel chapter five, when David finally becomes king. Yeah, uh, and so. David could have been in that in between a long time, twenty years of in between, just waiting to become king, and 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 hmm. wanting to boss people around and take take advantage of his his power, even if it wasn't fully in, and just yeah. just not learn and grow what God would have for him, and so. Uh, Pastor Daniel showed us what David learned in the in-betweens in in between those chapters, in those 20 chapters, what do we see? Well, he pulled out three lessons that we can learn the first one is David learned to fight battles, so of course the story we know of David and Goliath Mm -hmm. and um, what Daniel aptly points out is that David didn't learn to fight and get really strong on his own what he learned is God fights these big battles for us, and so David was able to deliver well, God was able to deliver Goliath into the hands of the Israelites um, because David was trusting in God, and so God fought that battle. Mm -hmm. And So in our in-betweens, when we're fighting battles and going into difficulties, are we acknowledging that we probably can't do this on our own Mm -hmm. and that God actually can and is fighting for you in the battles that you face today, whether it's your contractor just screwed you at your house and you got to redo cabinets or, or whether you've got a ugly prognosis, a health prognosis or whatever it is, do you believe that God's fighting your battles um, and, and is, is working on your behalf? The second thing that
0: that um, Daniel, Daniel and David, I keep getting them mixed up. That's all I yeah. did every, all Sunday. I was like yeah. trying to make through some notes and yeah. I finally just gave up. I'm like, I don't know who's talking yeah. and who I'm talking about.
1: I should about. just call him Lumpy. There I, don't you know, go. I don't know if he'd like that. So maybe <laughs> not. Uh, so um, Daniel, um, Pastor Daniel, the second thing he brought up was uh, David learned about covenantal relationships and how important yeah. community was. And so we see in the scripture with Jonathan is that David and Jonathan became so, so close. Mm-hmm. Like nothing separated them, that the spirit was poured out between them because of their relationship. And so um, what a beautiful thing that in the in-betweens, God can give us covenantal relationships that build us up and makes us stronger and how important that is. And then the third battle or the third uh, lesson that David learns in the in-between is that uh, we can find strength in hardship. And so mm-hmm. there is a moment where the uh, um, where an outside group, another um A pagan group of people come and slaughter and and take away the wives and children and kill all the animals and stuff like that and and everything is burned down around them and david is strengthened by god Mm -hmm. Uh, his faith is strengthened by the lord in that moment and so it's in the in-betweens those moments when we're going ah if i can just make it past this ugly whatever it is yeah it's in those moments, as we lean in, that God can give us strength and strengthen us for what we'll have later on. I have to imagine that because of these three things, David's a better king, yeah. a better leader, and he's more prepared for what he's going to face later. Not perfect. Like right. if we know David's story, mm-hmm. he's not perfect. But I have to imagine he's a better, better leader, a man after God's own heart, uh, because in the in-betweens there was preparation, there was... Uh, friendship and
0: forming and transformation all that stuff that was taking place. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some questions from listeners this week, which is always fun. Yeah. Cuz that even takes more work off of me. This is what this is really my goal in this podcast is for other people to do my work more. <laughs> So <coughs> please please and it makes me to make a yeah. coffee. <clears throat> Please feel free to send any kind of comments or questions you have uh, about the last week's or about Mm -hmm. where you, you know, if we're starting a new series and you want to know where this is going, you know, that really helps us out all the time. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, Especially if a sermon speaks to you. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Like it's Tuesday right now. Mm -hmm. And so you had 48 hours. If, If something happened Sunday and you really wanted to follow up with something, like and don't what's what's the worst that can happen yeah. submit us a question and yeah. like we don't have to say your name over the podcast right. like, but we do want to discuss your questions and, and get a little bit deeper and I love doing this stuff so yeah. so do it yeah podcast at kingwoodumc.org or you can email them to us or find us on social media anywhere on social media Facebook
0: yeah. Instagram all the places yeah good stuff yeah so um, yeah, I, we were just talking about Jonathan so I want to go back to him what if we don't all have a Jonathan. Okay, that is like mm-hmm. we're so close to him and we're on the same page. We're on exactly in the same place spiritually. Yeah. You know,
1: nothing is separating you from this person. Yeah. that's yeah. the way Scripture puts it. With David you know, Jonathan. so
0: um, if you've got that person, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Keep hang on to that. You know, keep building that strength. But what if you don't? What if you're just, um, or you maybe you don't know that you have a Jonathan? But anyway, so what? Are, what is? How can you? Do deal with that situation. You know what is it? Something that you know I'm doing wrong. That's the natural kind of question. How come I haven't yeah. you know, found my Jonathan? So, what do you think? Uh,
1: so David, David and Jonathan's friendship does not become what it is overnight, right? Sure. Yeah, it takes a long time. What we're seeing in Scripture is the fruit of that friendship and, mm-hmm. and hardship uh, play out through First and Second Samuel. However, it took a lot of work that got to that. And so wherever you're at, like, even if you don't, like, even if you don't have a potential Jonathan, if you don't have a potential friend like that. Well, let's start. Like, yeah. let, let's not. Like, let let's work at that. Have you actually tried to get to that? And I'm not saying let's be real awkward and speak Christianese <laughs> with someone and yeah. go up and go, "Hey, do you want to be my Jonathan? <laughs> Can I be your David?" You yes. know, like that's awkward. And so don't do that. Like, we do the same thing with David and Nathan, right? When Nathan calls David out for a sin, uh-huh. I'm like, do you have someone that holds you accountable? You will know, be my Nathan. So, like, <laughs> I I wouldn't. Don't don't look at it that way, but. Are you building friendships in which you are removing barriers Mm -hmm. between each other so that you are giving yourself to people so that they may uh, love you and speak truth to you and encourage you in difficulties? Are there people that know the deepest uh, parts of you? Yeah. Like one of the questions from band groups, from Wesley's band groups, and and we've talked about them a little bit when we've talked about small groups, just vaguely. But one of the questions out of the original band groups is, what uh, what do you keep? What do you have in the dark that you don't want to be brought into the light right now? Yeah. What
0: sin do you not want to confess in this moment? Yeah, like who do, who who do you have that you can think of right now? Yeah, that you're safe to call and say, hey, do yeah, something. Yeah, because
1: can... a couple weeks ago, Mike Wang, when he was preaching, he was yeah. talking about the sin. We really we That's get right. really good at confessing yes. sin, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, early in the week, and I just wouldn't. And we even do it in small groups. I hear it every time. Oh, We've every been time. starting small yep. groups recently, and and I have a, a young adult small group. We do this. We we do it every week. And so you can hear the, well, yeah, I, was, I haven't been reading Scripture, and um, but, I, but I read this verse, and, and we're good now. Everything's good. You know? <laughs> exactly. like, and we do that. And I'm I'm yeah. saying we on purpose because I understand that. Yeah. But what is the sin that you want to keep in the dark? Mm-hmm. Uh, what sin are you? Are do you not want to share right now? That is, that's a question that sure. that's what David and Jonathan had. Was there was nothing in the dark between the two of them, and so ha, are you building friendships and relationships that can move in that direction? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes steps and it takes intentionality, and I think it takes clarity. Like as you're move as you're moving into a friendship with someone, it takes um, intentionality and clarity mm-hmm. of saying like I really want. I really need your support um, on this or like can I confess something to you and like that that act of vulnerability is gonna open that up and and I understand that vulnerability can open yourself to hurt Mm -hmm. um, but the absence of fire is not better without the consequences that fire brings. That's what Thomas Aquinas talks about. What fire gives us, amazing things. It can also do some hurtful things, right? And we want the amazing things. It's better to have those amazing things with the threat of the consequences Mm -hmm. of it. It's the same thing with love. the The heights of love that we can have and vulnerability with each other are way greater than the potential, the potential fear of being hurt uh, that we're opening ourselves up to. And so, when we do it through um, safe places and and with relationships that are building, I think that God will honor those, and and you're going to slowly start to build that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So for all the folks that are they're in a small group or maybe a band group. Um, mm-hmm. How, how do they reach out to others who don't have that community yeah and may or may not know that they're looking for that community
1: yeah yeah that's good um what's 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 stopping you from the most basic invitation I would I would ask I don't know like I would have to ask that person some more questions mm. you know what I mean like I would just start with inviting yeah like if you're in a small group here here's one of the things especially if you're in a small group in a home a home group that's it's meeting in the house, man. Invite the invite this person to come. Hey, I've got friends that get together, yeah, and we just hang out and we talk about um, some of the things going on in our lives and the ups and downs. Uh, would you come? Would you come over and be a part of that? That's an invitation that I mm-hmm. that I think that we can offer. The other thing is just just invite them into your life, right? Yeah. Like so, if if someone doesn't know the Lord, like if I say, hey, do you want to come to my church small group? That, that would be hard right. right And so they would immediate red flags would go off like this is a church thing like I better not I better not do that. Yeah. Um, oh boy, we've got a bunch of Jesus reads yeah, here. It's yeah 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 um, and so the more that I like have lunch or ask questions yeah. and just show my genuine care for a person, the more accessibility I'm going to have to that person, and the more more ability I'm going to have to be able to invite them into a community of that what's going on, mm-hmm. and I would continue to share what God's doing through that, um, and about how y'all are loving one another, um, not in weird ways, but just talking about yeah. you know like this weekend we we got the opportunity to um, bring food to one of the people from my small group, mm-hmm. and like because she she's sick, she just had cancer treatment, yeah. and so. We were able to bring meal over to their family, like those kind of things are not. Those are just opportunities to sh- to show this is what God's doing in our group, so that we can care for one another, and we would love for you to be a part of that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I would I would turn that on you.
0: Um, because you're you're you, you fit into this demographic of being in a small group. I do. I'm trying to pretend that I'm the person that's not, but mm-hmm. uh, we just had a small group meeting last night, and we were reading through. Um, the class meeting book, mm-hmm. we're on chapter yeah. four, it's yeah. kind of where we're at, we're right in the middle. We're at the pl- point where people are trying to figure out, is this, actually, no one in the group is like, is this right for me? They're already now bought in. Yeah, yeah, and a lot yeah. of people are mm-hmm. like in, think first, like, yes, this mm-hmm. is, where has this been my whole life? You know? Right. But one of the things that I that I read specifically last night was that a small group, a, a small, you know, group of, of a community, a you know, mm-hmm. class meeting group, um, Helps people not feel so alone in church, yeah. any size church. Yeah. So it could be a big, huge church where there's multiple services and there's hundreds of people in each service, and you know you find you find yourself sitting by yourself. But it could even go down all the way to a very small church that, like I grew up in, which is out way out in the country, and it's just you know a handful, a couple dozens, you know, dozen people. It's still possible to to go sit in a church service, feel completely alone. And just turn around and leave. Yeah, and good for you for going, but there's so much more, and it's unfortunate. You know, you're missing out. Yeah, and, and the the cl- the group, the small group like that, is a great way to kind of work your way into that and, and to feel more comfortable, feel more welcome, and maybe even. I mean, I, I, you you taught the class. You know more than I do, but the, you know Wesley was like, small groups are. You have to do those first before you, <laughs> you go to church, right. at least in the history, right? So,
1: well, well, I think what Wesley's getting at, he does some extreme to it. Yeah, um, right. It was a long but, time ago they didn't have the internet. Yeah, so Netflix. what what Jason's referring to is John Wesley, founder of the Methodist Church if you don't if you don't know any Methodist backgrounds, okay.
0: <clears throat> we have him on the show next week. I'm yeah, sure. yeah,
1: nah, he's a little old and oh, gone. Yeah, my bad. Uh, but founder of the uh, the United Methodist kind of, or the Methodist movement, Wesleyan movement kind of thing. He used to uh, allegedly give out tickets <laughs> to those that came to small group and if they came to small group then they were allowed they had to show their ticket yeah. to come to the corporate worship setting that's that's a big mm-hmm. extreme but he don't do this, that promise but but what he's getting at yeah. is that the foundation of Christian discipleship of being a follower of Jesus is in the small group discipleship rather than what we do in the corporate gathering. Yeah. Both are important. Wesleyan's emphasis is going to be if God's called us to go on to this holiness, to to empty ourselves of ourselves and be filled with mm-hmm. uh, with him, um, then it happens in this discipleship arena where we are loving one another and growing one another. That's so biblical. Okay, yeah. uh, Mike talked about it two weeks ago, mm-hmm. living stones being built together. It's not about the church or a building or a location. Or uh, songs, or a sermon, or anything like that. It's about people being given over to each other to do life with one another. That's where that's what happens in the small group, and that's what kind of leads to that. And so, um, I, I forget how we got off. To this I don't point, either, but, but I mean, I see, I, yeah. I
0: see the evidence like daily now because we have these little group groupies or text group texts that yeah. that go back and forth throughout the day, and people are just saying, "Yeah, hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you." Or coming up and saying, "I need, I need help. I need some support. Someone to talk to," you know. Yeah. And all the response I've heard so far, even from people who joined us really late and are only a few weeks into it, are like, "This is amazing. This is what I've been looking for." And it's like,
1: yeah, like, ugh, it's like amazing. the easiest way I can think about is, um, like, because we're talking about inviting, you know, people. That yes, don't that's know right. It. Right. Like, uh, it's it's hard for me as a pastor of a church to even talk about what's happening in these mortal life groups to people that understand discipleship in small Mm -hmm. groups. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone says, I'm in a Sunday school, what's the difference? It's like hard. It's kind of hard for me. Hopefully by now it's not that hard for me, but it it is a little bit difficult to express the nuance that is revolutionary in my opinion to what God can do in some of these small groups that that have been absent in some of our small groups before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that that makes it hard for us to invite people in. But here, here simply like let's just love people. Like yeah. and let's let's love them by inviting them into love. Like, hey, I want you to come over. And I want you to experience community. You don't even have to bring Jesus up in this invitation. Yeah, right. I want you to come over, mm-hmm. and I want you to experience community where you see the people who know me for who I am, and I know them for who they are. Whatever it is, hey, yeah. we're we're a we're a help group. <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're just we're just a
0: support group yeah. that gets together and, and meets every now and then. Really so, is. Yeah. Okay, so this uh, last kind of question is a three parter. It looks like. Um, and there's periods of time you know where you're struggling in a situation and uh, maybe you don't you don't know how to cope with it or you're you're in the dull times and God just seems like so different so distant and scripture says to seek seek the Lord out and praise him um, but it seems hard to do that or you know you feel like I'm doing that but where is it I'm not getting what you know I'm not getting it back what's going on here how do we how do we do that how do we seek the Lord and praise him during these times
1: yeah so good there's there's several things i can say to this and i'll try and do it quickly because i think we've gotten some good stuff in this this conversation but first yes i think the first key to this is honesty okay Mm -hmm. so when we're in the middle of something really difficult or something really dull we feel like god's distant yeah i want you to be honest i want you to to acknowledge that that's actually what you feel and the reason why I say this is because I don't think we do that well. I think yeah. we try to, I think we try to deny that we're actually in a place where we're angry at God, or we're actually in a place where we're not hearing from God. And I want you to fight against that. Let me give you an example of that. Um, well, first a biblical example, Psalm forty-three. We've we've heard parts of this. Why are you so downcast, my soul? The psalmist is mm. crying out. What is wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with my soul that I don't? Understand what I actually know to be true, yeah. and and so that's critical. And um, that's a that's a critical cry out uh, from a psalmist who is being very honest about what they're facing. Something that's difficult. Honesty is important. Let me give you a real life example. How many mari- how many marriages have been in this place, or how many do we know of other marriages that have gotten to a place? slowly uh, as a slippery slope have gotten to a point where we're completely apathetic to Mm -hmm. each other.
0: Yeah,
1: Like we have denied that there's something wrong and it has slowly gotten to the point where we're not intimate, where we're not sharing, we're not communicating, we're just roommates. We're not working together, nothing's there. It's because over, and I'm speaking from experience Mm -hmm. in different seasons of life, over and over again, we have gone through seasons without acknowledging that there's something wrong and honesty in those times and those rough patches is the first place so that we might experience god breaking through Mm -hmm. and so whatever you're facing in your walk it starts with honesty and that's why the psalms are so beautiful because it invites us into an honesty that's radical to call god to for i mean you're not gonna hurt god (laughs) right like you're not gonna hurt like you're not gonna hurt him by expressing that so Anyways, starts with honesty. The second thing is it, it moves into perspective. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going through something, just un, like I just can't cope with it, I start with honesty. I acknowledge how bad it is. And then I move into a place of perspective, okay? It's really bad because my eyes are focused in a myopic way mm-hmm. on all the brokenness that my life is walking through right now. What's the bigger picture? So in a biblical example would be Psalm 142. When you see the psalmist, like even though he's been crying out as he feels abandoned in the first part of the psalm, the second part, it kind of shifts and goes, but God, you're gonna be my refuge. You're the one who is with me. And so that perspective is an act of faith, even if it's more me just saying it so mm-hmm. that my heart can get there, um, I think that that is is really important um, by saying that out loud. And then the uh, third thing is that we worship in that truth. Um, that we that we praise God in that truth, even when it hurts. And so you see Job worshiping God when he's lost everything. One of the examples that I was thinking of, I was reading this today, is I was thinking about future sermon planning, so I won't give too much away. But in Acts chapter 4, what we see is Peter and John get like arrested a couple of times, and they're just told, you can't preach this message anymore. This yeah. is when the church is first forming, and it's just mm-hmm. flying all over the place, and people are being out of the numbers, and they, they say, you, you're done son, you cannot preach this message here anymore. And rather than being discouraged and being afraid of the threats, the life threats that are taking place. Mm -hmm. They're already starting to um, persecute Christians in a a real dangerous and heavy way in this point. They meet with the believers, they begin to pray and to worship and the whole building begins to shake Mm. because they're trusting in God even when the circumstances around them would tell them not to. And in that worship, I think not only does that worship remind us of the perspective, strengthen us in the truth of God, but it also fills us with something it turns our heart from disbelief towards belief as we worship yeah. right? as we celebrate and stand in that and lean into that even more and then the last thing I would say to this is that we surround ourselves with people Yeah. we don't do this alone mm-hmm. that we make sure that we're around people that are going to remind us of perspective they're going to help us to worship and help us to pray pray for us mm-hmm. when we can't pray and don't know what to pray um, having people around us that will say you know what you just said out loud there's some fear there mm-hmm. that I don't think is from God what you're believing about yourself right now that's not what God believes about you here's here's a scripture that talks about our identity as we're sons of God Paul says this and blah 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 yeah you know? that's
0: awesome
1: that's, that's really important mm-hmm. I
0: think that's necessary cool you hit my points
1: got it yep word so listen let me, let me put a bow on it um uh, with this, this what what I hope that you take away this week is whatever you're, whatever you're going through, I think God can teach us something in the in betweens. I think Daniel brought that to us. Mm-hmm. I think he opened up what David learned in some really cool ways, and and I hope this gets the conversation going at home and gets you thinking about um, even if you hate your job or things are really hard at home or like whatever it is, like what what could be what could God be teaching you right now mm-hmm. in this moment? Um, because I think as we as we overly anticipate something in the future, or we have anxiety about something in the future, yeah. or reminisce in the back that we miss, we might miss what God's doing with our now and our presence, so true in our present, yeah, yeah and with people around us. Um, so, anyways, I pray for pray for that uh, this week. And then the last thing is we're moving into a new sermon series this week. We're moving yes. into membership vows. Okay, um, so when people join the church. They say uh, that they vow to remember their baptismal covenant, but also to support the church, the Mm -hmm. United Methodist Church, this congregation, with prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. And so we're going to talk about what that means and how that's a part of... A person or a family committing covenantally to a congregation and how that congregation's committing to them. And so the next five weeks will be moving through each
0: one of those. That's, I man, that's so timely. We were just talking last night in our small group yeah. about witness. How do you witness to people? And yeah. like people at work yeah. that, you know, oh, some corporations don't well. You talked about religion, yeah. you know. So how do you witness to people under uncomfortable situations or, you know, these other restrictions that, that seemingly exist? Yeah. So can't wait to hear that one. Yeah. Awesome. So that's a good tease. Uh, I always look forward to the start of a new series, and we can kind of talk about how uh, unpack how you guys came to that that decision, and, and uh, that's some of my favorite stuff. So cool. I will uh, I'll be ready to be back preaching this week, man. Good. I hope I you. Have you started Easter. your sermon yet? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I thought you just did it Sunday morning right before. <laughs> because you always come to be like, gotta go. I'm stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go. I haven't no, started. That,
1: it. that's that's the pastor just
0: messing with things Uh, that shouldn't. Got you. Yeah. It's like the artist who's like, "Uh, let me just add this one more. If the sermon's not written by Sunday morning, we're all in trouble. trouble. And I think everybody listening
1: knows it. If the sermon's not written by Sunday morning, then you're getting too much John Wayne and not enough God. (laughs) That's good. Well, I hope to see, uh, I know I will see uh,
0: God this Sunday. Hey
1: guys, have a great rest of the week. Hey, oh, if you did not hear the sermon Sunday, go back and listen to it. By the time you hear this, I bet it'll be up on the podcast. It will be up. And so, um... Definitely want to hear it. I think it, it was
0: timely. It was a great one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shout out to Daniel uh, Lumpy and, and Mike Wang. Thanks for being there for us, guys. Uh, I'm going to share this link with you also. Um, but thank you all for preaching. Hey, friends, for our listeners, praying for you. Love you guys. Hope you have a good week.
0: All right. Take care. Bye.